Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Hey everybody, welcome back yet again to another week of the Uproar Podcast. It's your host, Zach Ramsey. Uh, Normally I'm here with my cousin Cody, but he's actually out on the road this week. He got an invitation to preach at another church, and we're excited for him. We're happy to see he's out doing what God's called him to do. Uh, We want to start this podcast off just like we do every podcast. We want to just go ahead and invite you to share this podcast up. Help us get it out there. Help us spread the word. Help us let people know that we're putting resources out there for you to be effective in what it is that God's called you to do. So go ahead and share it on your Instagram, share it on your Facebook, uh, scroll to the bottom, give us a star review, and go ahead and write a review if you don't mind, or, or screenshot this and text it to somebody today who you think needs to hear this message. This week, we want to cover something that I think is going to be a game changer for you. We want to give you three keys to leveling up in your walk with Jesus. Now, a lot of people might ask when they hear me say that, they might say, what do you mean by leveling up? You know, I mean, I got saved. I've been, you know, kind of playing with reading my Bible sometimes. I go to church on Thursday. What more is there for me to do? What could you possibly mean by leveling up? What is there after salvation? Is there anything more for me? Or is this just some religious bunk that people preach about all the time because they have nothing else to say? I want to bring you back to a verse that I've brought up a couple times over the last month on the podcast, but it's really something that's been burning heavy in my spirit. And I think it's important. Uh, I want to bring us back to Matthew 16 and verse 13. Uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples here, and he's asking them, you know, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And, you know, they go on and they list off. They say, you know, some people say you're like John the Baptist. Others say you're like Elijah. Some even say you're like Jeremiah. But you see, they were all giving a comparison to who Jesus was like that they knew in the natural. But then Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter stood up and he said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And see, this hit Jesus. He said, you didn't, you didn't learn that by flesh, but you, you learned that from my father who is in heaven. There's a big difference in your spiritual life between knowing who Jesus is like and knowing who Jesus actually is. And I want to just break down in a few different ways today how you can really learn who Jesus is. Now, first off, I want to confront the fact that a lot of you probably are saying, what do you mean? How am I going to know Jesus? He's not actually living in a human body here on this earth. But see, he's left us different tools and different abilities to be able to connect and learn who he is. First off, and most importantly, he left us his Holy Spirit, which is accessible to every believer. Every person who confesses with their mouth and believes with their heart that Jesus has died and rose from the grave has access to the power that the Spirit leaves. But you see, the next thing that I want to bring up tonight is I want to bring us to Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. I love this verse so much. It says, those who seek me with their whole heart will find me. Now, you might ask, what's, what do you mean seek him, seek him with my whole heart? I mean, I, I read my Bible three times this week. I go to church every Thursday night. I go to church every Sunday morning. What do you mean seek him with my whole heart? But I want to draw a little light on the subject today, and this is where I really want to hang out for a while. What do we do wholeheartedly? 
think about the things that you really have a strong passion for in life. You know, some people it's sports, some people it's movies, you know, whatever it is, whatever the topic is that you really are passionate about in life. When you get involved in that, time goes by like crazy. You can pass two, three, four, five, six hours binge watching shows on Netflix and it goes by in a, in a snap because you're wholeheartedly diving into the show. You're paying attention. You're giving it your undivided attention or sports. It's the same way with some people for sports. You know, they can watch football all day on Sunday and I love football, but I think this is where we fall short sometimes is that when we read the Bible, we do it out of like a religious practice where it's like, okay, I have to read the Bible this morning. I have to pray for at least 30 minutes this morning. Some people don't even pray at all. Or when they wake up on Sunday, it's, I have to go to church. You're not seeking somebody with your whole heart if you feel like you have to be with them. You should want to be in the presence of God. You should want to read your word. You should have a strong desire to have conversation with your father daily. Could you imagine what kind of relationship would you have with your natural father if you only spoke with him once a week or once a month? You need to be speaking with your heavenly father every single day. The Bible says he has fresh bread for us every day. The Lord has something new for you, but until you seek him with your whole heart and you really make it a point where it's like, I want to know what it is that God has for me today, or I want to dive into his word because I want to know more about him, or I want to get to the house of God because I just want to praise him for what it's, what he's already done in my life. Until you have that want to mentality, you're not actually going to get reap the full reward of seeking him with your whole heart. Because if you have to do it, then when something else more enticing pops up, most of the time you're going to say, well, you know, I've been to church three weeks this month. So, you know, if I have to, if I, you know, if I have to skip one week to go fishing or I have to skip one week for a, a sporting event, it's not that big of a deal because I've already been three weeks or three weeks this month. And the Lord knows my heart and he knows that I love him. So he'll be okay with me skipping this week. That's not a relationship. That's a forced, abusive I don't even know what to t what to call it. The Lord is not going to bless you and give you everything you have for him if it's a drag for you to spend time in his presence. So the first major key to leveling up in the spirit this week is to wholeheartedly seek after the face of God. I mean, how else are you to build a relationship with him? How else could you expect to know more about somebody? When I met my wife, I didn't learn more about her by avoiding her. And I certainly don't think I would have attracted her in by seeming like I was forced to be with her when we would go on a date or when we would spend time together. If I would have shown up to the date and I would have been like, oh, we've already been together for an hour tonight and I really was planning on going home and playing Xbox before I went to bed tonight. I don't think the relationship would have gone anywhere. And it's not that she didn't have the capability of loving me back, but if I'm not expressing it to her, what, what, obligation does she have to respond it back to me it's the same way you have to seek after god with your whole heart the second key to leveling up is to put off all that old junk that you've been carrying around 
I think sometimes the issue that we have as people is we want to believe that we're strong enough to deal with the junk that we had in the past. I heard a great example the other day. There was a man of God who he was addicted to heroin for a long time. And he said, you know, when I was saved and set free, it's not like I went home and kept that heroin in my house and was like, oh, I'll be strong enough today to not do it. I want to keep it in my house so I can prove to the Lord that I'm devoted to him by being strong enough to avoid the heroin. No, that's dumb. When you are truly changed and transformed, get rid of the junk in your life. Throw it out. Whether it's a, a you know, a heroin or alcohol or whatever it is, whether it's drugs, if it's a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever it is that's keeping you tied to that previous life, throw it away. You can't possibly expect to move forward if you've got one hand in the world and one hand in the kingdom. I mean, how ridiculous would you look? I heard a great example. It was given by a man. His name's uh, Dr. David Oyedepo. And he said, can a man look up with one eye and down with the other eye? And it's not possible. You see, if you are trying to hold on to that stuff of the past, it's showing that you're not fully ready to devote your entire heart to the Lord. And until you completely let go of it, you can never turn forward and step into what he truly has for you. And what he has for you is better than anything that the world could possibly offer you. I mean, what God can do or what the world can't do in 30 years I've seen God do time and time again in 30 seconds. No matter what it is that you believe the world has to offer you, God always has more to offer you. And the third key to leveling up that I have for you today is something that I believe is found in John 14, 12. You'll read Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall also do, and greater works shall he do because I'm going to my father. This is where a lot of people I feel like get tripped up because when they look at that word works, they think like healing the sick or raising the dead or casting out devils. And that stuff's all applicable to this verse. But where you really need to dig in in this is you need to think about the other works that Jesus did. Praying was a work that he did. Fasting was a work that he did. Spending time with the father. These are works that Jesus performed. So just as much as he wants you to perform greater works in healing, greater works in in driving out devils, he also intends that there's greater levels of prayer. There's greater levels of devotion to the kingdom. There's greater levels of fasting. If you've never fasted in your life, I want to put a challenge out there this week. And if you take this challenge, I want you to go ahead and I want you to put hashtag uproar one day challenge on your Facebook page and tag us in that post. I want you to fast one day this week and I don't want you to just starve yourself. But what I want you to do is while you're fasting throughout the course of the day, the time that you would normally spend eating or preparing food, I want you to spend that time either in the word or in prayer and you will be blown away to see what God will give you even in just one day of fasting. I want you to do that this week. Remember, uproar one day, hashtag uproar one day challenge and tag us in it and we'll go ahead and reshare it. And I'm believing that God's going to do mighty things in your life. Think about the works that we saw Jesus do. Think about the devotion that he had. I mean, he was devoted. He was devoted right to the point of the cross. And if that's a work of Jesus, where is our devotion level at? Where are we at spiritually? Are we at a greater level than where Jesus was when he was able to devote himself even unto the cross? Or do we back down just because somebody at school or somebody at work thinks it's silly that we go to church and believe in God? 
I think that we need to step up and we need to say, this is what I believe. I'm unashamed of the gospel. I know that Jesus is Lord. You know how easy your life is going to get when you only have to please one person and that person is Jesus? When you stop worrying about pleasing your friends, pleasing your family, pleasing your coworkers, pleasing whoever it is in your life that you're trying to impress, when you stop worrying about all that, you're going to be amazed at the relationships that you have that flourish and the ones that just kind of fade away, the ones that weren't really beneficial to your life anyways. Because if people are only sticking around you because you're working to impress them, how long can you keep up that, that attitude? How long can you keep up that charade of doing what they do to impress them? You want to impress one person in your life, and that's Jesus Christ. I want to thank you guys today for jumping on the podcast with us. I know it might have been a little bit shorter than normal, but I believe that if you apply these three keys to your life, you're going to see an instantaneous change of levels. We love you guys. Share the podcast. Go ahead and uh, tag somebody in it, screenshot it, text it, whatever you're going to do. Get it out there. Help us spread the word. We love you. Have a great week. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.